0: To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms, and today we are going to talk about how and where to buy homeschool curriculum. This is episode 335, and you can find the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. I want to thank our sponsor, Media Angels Membership Site, where you can find K-12 science curriculum, novels, resources, Bible studies, history and writing, and so much more, And um, that is available for you. Well, first of all, there's no one perfect curriculum. Believe me, I've made mistakes. When my son was five, I purchased a math curriculum, and he was struggling so much, I decided to buy another one mid-year, and guess what? Bought pretty much the same thing. So um, it was based on someone's recommendation. It really worked well for their kids, but it didn't work for mine. So I'm going to share with you some things um, that I did. In fact... I did a previous uh, podcast on um, homeschool curriculum, and it's really all the month of March. So if you look back, if you are currently in the month of March, and if you are not, then look back at episode uh, 333, 334, this one's 335, and the next one is 336, Using Forms in Your Homeschool, and that will get you geared up for buying curriculum Another thing I want to mention is that um, we try very, uh, very diligently, and I know I did this as a previous uh, teacher, and that is to recreate the school in the home. And when you do that, friends, um, it is very stressful, and it doesn't work. You're going from one subject to the other to the other. So there are all kinds of methodologies on homeschooling. We're really not going to cover those. I've done some previous podcasts as well as some of the podcasters on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network, and um, I'll put some of those links in there, but you can go to the front page of our website and do a quick search and find just about any topic you want, and as always... If there's a topic that you want to hear, just email me at felice at mediaangels.com and I would be happy uh, to share that with my podcasters if that is something that I particularly don't have enough information or don't feel comfortable podcasting about. Remember, this network is for you. It is free. It is totally run um, by sponsorships, so we really um, hope and recommend that you... um, Visit the sponsors that we talk about and also uh, share this episode with a friend and give me a rating if you would on uh, your podcast app or on iTunes or any place uh, that you, um, you know, listen to your podcast. Well, the best way to buy homeschool curriculum is to know what you need to buy. Makes sense, huh? Before we go to some of the places I recommend that you buy curriculum, I want to um, urge you to listen to the past uh, topic that I did on curriculum, and there I gave you some specific questions to ask yourself um, before you, um, you know, decide on what you want to teach, and then, of course, where you should get great reviews about the curriculum you're thinking about buying. And the links are on the podcast notes here on homeschoolmoms.com episode 335. Another thing I want to share is that all curriculum will not work with all of your kids. So I had a math curriculum that I absolutely loved and it worked with three out of five kids. So one child might love it and the others are struggling to get through a lesson. Look at your kids, take notes of what they can and can't do and go from there. And of course, you need to look at your family, your situation and what's going on. If there is remediation that needs to be done, it is best to stop, remediate, and then move on. Yes, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to remediate a specific thing. Like, for example, um, I had a couple of my boys that fell behind in math where they should be, quote unquote, um, on their grade level. And I never stressed that. So we just worked on some concepts and we were able to get through that. Um, You know, we want to remediate a weakness and build on their strength because we have to make sure that our kids, especially if they are struggling all day, um, that they are being um, built up. Um, You know, I came... As a teacher from the era of overboard on on that one aspect, you know, our kids felt good about themselves, whether or not they learned anything. And I think as homeschoolers, we're at the other end of the spectrum. You know, our kids may feel horrible about themselves, but by golly, they're going to get their work done. And we want to find some balance where we are encouraging them, we are building them up with great words and encouragement, and remediating areas where they are struggling. If they are struggling all day, there's not going to be a whole lot of retention of any information or skills. So that's something that you really um, need to remember. And one of the great things, because our network has been on the air for going on six years this year. Um, We have a podcast for just about everything. I um, interviewed Tara Jenner some years back, and she ran a brain training um, place here in Fort Myers, Florida. And also, we had an entire podcast, Brain Coach Tips. Uh, That link is also on the show notes, or you can look for that on our website. And you can listen to past podcasts that can help you um, with a struggling learner. You know, I had everything from struggling learners to gifted, and so, um and everything in between. So we sometimes were all over the spectrum, and that was one of the reasons, as much as we possibly could when they were younger. We did a lot of hands-on in unit studies because that went across all the grade levels, and then I can give my um, kids that were a little bit more advanced. Um, Some other things to do like projects and books that they could read and papers they could write. So we hit everyone um, where they learned best. You know, we need to encourage our kids. We need to set up their day in small chunks of learning if they're younger and work on a plan ahead of time to alleviate as much frustration as we can. Um, The next podcast in the series is on using forms in your homeschool, and if you're on the mailing list, um, you're going to receive this in our March monthly packs uh, that you can print out, and it's all about buying homeschool curriculum and planning your homeschool year. You also, um, I'm going to encourage you to sign up for the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network email list, and um, that's where you'll get the freebie every month. And after it expires, there it is available at the Media Angels membership website. Well, how will you teach history? Are you going to teach ancient, world history, American history? This is important if you're going to go out and start looking for books, right? Are you interested in incorporating faith, relationship, family, uh, Christian worldview, values? What are the things that you want to see in the books that you're going to be um, buying and working on? Uh, Topics you're working with with your kids. These are the questions you need to ask before you buy. So, first we're going to discuss what we're looking for, then we're going to research, and finally we're going to purchase. So, I'm going to, I just broke it up into, um, certain segments. According to kids, I didn't do grades because I didn't want to. So I did little kids, elementary, upper elementary, middle school, and high school. And that kind of incorporates your K through 12 and even your preschoolers. So with little kids, and I have a background in um, early childhood education. So I love the little ones and I love watching them learn So I designed my homeschool curriculum with a lot of hands-on things for the little ones. You know, so here are the points I want to make. And again, all these are available on the show notes, so you can just go and and print them out. So the first is structure. Begin slowly. Don't immediately put them in, you know, a bunch of workbooks and make them sit there because little kids um, learn best by doing Hands-on is a must to build strength in their hands. Fine, gross motor skills are important. And I'm going to interview my sister-in-law who has taught uh, little kids for many, many years and has all kinds of exercises and things that she does with the little ones um, like Play-Doh and things like that and grasping that really... Uh, makes their hand muscles strong so that they'll be able to grasp um, pencils and, and, you know, like kids will say, gosh, my hand hurts when they're trying to write because those muscles in their hands are not developed. And even in typing, you know, we use a lot of muscles in our hands character development and gentle correction toward honesty. I find that little kids are really good at saying no. Uh, They're also good at sometimes not telling the truth or what they uh, perceive to be the truth. So We want to guide them in that way. Uh, Phonic skills are great, you know, letters and sounds and some tactical things with that. Like I was big on the salt boxes, so I would have a piece of colored paper in a shoe box, pour a box of salt on top of it, and have the kids trace letters that way as they were saying them. Math concepts, we want big pictures with uh, manipulatives. When I mean a big picture, I mean like an overview of what the concept is, because we immediately give them something say, oh, let's do two plus two. And they're not even sure what two is or six or whatever. In their minds, there's not a concrete picture of what that is. Uh, Lots of art projects and music and lessons and that kind of thing. Dress up and play is a very um, big thing for kids um, because they um, really like to explore, and that's when they like, you know, the, the, the different outfits and things like that, and time for exploration, just giving them time uh, to play, because they can do so much learning when they're playing. Elementary books, 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 reading books to them, having books available. Yes, I know there's an internet and there's digital and so forth, but it's great for them to have access to a lot of books. Active listening and answering simple questions that become progressively harder is important, which is going to gear them up for being able to answer questions and actually listen when you read. Have them retell a story, recall information, and preface it with say, Hey guys, I want you to listen carefully because I'm going to read something to you and I'm going to stop and then ask you some questions. So always let the kids know what to expect. Phonics, phonics, phonics is important um, as well as other reading skills Writing skills can begin with open-ended stories, drawing pictures with short sentences, you know, model to them what a sentence looks like. Don't just say, write a sentence. They're not going to know to capitalize and punctuate at the end. So again, we begin small and we can do that with copy work and have them, um, you know, give you some ideas. You write it on a marker board and then they copy it. Math manipulatives and concepts again are still important in the lower elementary uh, memorization of facts. They are sponges when they are little and little little kids. and they're just their minds are growing. And this is the time for those facts for math facts, science facts, history, geography. I had a friend who had her kids memorize the periodic table of elements when they were in lower elementary school. They had no idea what the elements were, but they memorized them all. And so, you know, you could say O2, and they knew that was oxygen or H2O, and they knew that was water. So... um Again, memorization is important, arts and projects, and music and lessons, and again, time to explore. And I'm going to have that just about on everyone. I'm a big proponent of thinking and allowing your kids time to think. Upper elementary, concepts are key. Are they getting it? If not, you need to regroup. You may need to do a different math program. Um, math basics now become bedrock for higher concepts and application is your book and your math curriculum showing that uh, they're going to be reading harder and longer books. Are you going to get them in the library? Are you going to purchase them? Um, Or are they going to need some kind of remediation? And again, that's something you'll need to look into or purchase. Grammar skills, advanced writing, uh, working on reports uh, you know, after they've read a book, or smaller one-page reports on history, science topics, and so forth. And this can advance into longer papers. Now, this is where you as a mom have the advantage of the internet to be able to pull some information from there, as well as using some great curriculum like I recommend WriteShop com, it's incremental and it teaches uh, writing skills from little, little all the way through high school. Um, health and anatomy, I find this is lacking in children's education, so I'm putting this out there as a separate thing. Um, of course, with science, there's a whole lot of other things you can do: astronomy, oceanography. You know, study the stars, study the oceans. Do earth science. Do na- you know nature studies? But um, the reason I put health and anatomy is, like, you'll say to the kids, you know, um, your shin, and they won't know what that is. So uh, talk to them about that, study, you know, health and anatomy, and at least they'll know, you know, an overview at least of the, the bones of the body. When the kids were really young, we did these models where they cut out, you know, an entire, you know, self that was as, as tall as they were. We traced it on paper. And then we had reproducibles that were for the different parts of the body. And I think it was called My Body. uh, The book's out of print. But you may be able to still get it. I should do a podcast, and I should write myself a note on like out-of-print books um, that are still great and out there, because um, there are some books that I use that are no longer available, but you might be able to find um, used curriculum stores or just even putting the word out that I absolutely loved. Um Art projects, music, lessons, so forth, experimentation with science experiments. I know people are really big into nature studies, and so they're like, oh, no, 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 different philosophies, just have the kids explore nature. But if you want them to have a really good understanding and basis for science and actually like the topic, um, and I've written a lot you know, science curriculum, so that's kind of near and dear to my heart, history, um, work on events, timelines, biographies. Middle school time to regroup. How is your child doing? Are you do you need to remediate? You know, um, math. They're going to do something like pre-algebra or algebra. Um, you know, and, and onward. If they skip through that and they're good in math, then you're going to want to you know go on with you know geometry and so forth. Um, grammar skills, writing skills, all of that is important. The reports are going to start getting longer. So again, is your curriculum covering that? Science can be anything. It can be botany, astronomy, physical science, earth science, biology, anatomy, general science. Um, You know, kind of middle school is a time to study the sciences you want because when you get on to high school, if they are college bound, and that is what I kind of stuck with, um, because if they're not, then you can pretty much do whatever you want, Um, then you're going to want to look at things that they're going to need for college entrance literature or reading books that pertain to subjects, um, biographies or events, art, music, experimentation, science experiments, and then history, you want a really good understanding by middle school of the chronology of events and an understanding of, you know, ancient world and, you know, current history, American history, government, so forth. Um also in middle school, if they are college bound, I would highly recommend College Prep Genius. College Prep Genius uh podcast.com. Well, it's collegeprepgenius.com forward slash podcast is on this network and um, is available to you, and there's lots of great episodes there on college prep. High school. All right, you're gonna continue with college prep genius or whatever your SAT prep courses or ACT, because that they it actually covers both. Um, for math, what curriculum are you looking at? Algebra, geometry, algebra two, trig, precalculus, and calculus. Um, my son uh, did some dual enroll classes in high school, which is another option for you. Uh, check your local, you know, junior college or college and see. And he thought that his Algebra two te- teacher was lacking in trig, so he asked me to order him a trigonometry program um, as a standalone so that he could just learn it. Uh, so, you know, this is what you get when you homeschool K through 12 and you have a child Uh, that really wants to learn. Mr. D Math was one of my podcasters on the network and you can find him and his podcast. I have a link in the show notes. He also has online math classes. All right, so reports and longer papers that are tied into subjects or literature courses. Again, if that's something you want to do online or do yourself, I loved high uh, high school literature because I was um, able to get really good Christian books. Like for example, C.S. Lewis, and you know when the kids were little, we read Chronicles of Narnia, and. I could have the kids read things like Mere Christianity or the Screwtape Letters and write reports on them. That was part of what um, I considered, um, oh, I can't remember what I called it, contemporary literature. There it goes. And it was great because I could add the books I wanted and have the kids get a really good handle of Christianity um, from their mom's you know, perspective. Um, okay, so that's important. Science, uh, biology, chemistry, which requires more math, physics, oceanography, anatomy, or see the topics above. You know, whatever is the college you think your child wants to go to, look at some of the prereqs there and just make sure you've got those covered. Um, I've heard of kids who have had to go to summer school classes because. Uh, They didn't have the requirements. You need a four-year high school plan. Um, Listen to the Homeschool High School podcast on this network, and they've got all kinds of information about homeschooling through high school, so I'm not going to get into that. I want to cover more so the books here. In high school we did economics, both macro and microeconomics, and in a little bit I'll explain um, where we got those courses. Driver's ed you, is super easy. You take the test online and you get a driver's handbook so the kids can study that and they have to take a health course online. And I remember my daughter's my daughters think they're so funny, okay? They're my smart Alex in the family. And they were like, oh, this is so great, Mom. We're learning about all the drugs you didn't teach us before. So, you know, they have that course in health about that online. Uh, so if you want, sit there with your uh, teenager and look over their shoulder. Um, it's pretty... Um, it it my, All my kids passed it the first time. So, um, you know, even my struggling learners. So I think it will be fine. Um, you know, get a driver's handbook. You can go to... Um, you know may be able to find it online, but we just um, had one that we've had forever. Um, pretty much um, you know driving rules don't change depending on your locale uh, so you can get that and then they can study. Um, also books that pertain to subjects and this is important, I think like biographies and events in history. They'll have the kids read from primary sources. Um, we have a great history class on the Media Angels membership site. Um, electives can be sports, arts, music lessons, um, whatever that is, you know, that your children are doing, and um, you can count that as school. Like my kids did a weightlifting class, you know, as as part of their homeschool, and so they learned all about weightlifting. We had weights at the house, and they they created a program and plan for themselves, and then they, um, you know, did a, a process a progress report of you know, what they weighed and their measurements and things like that. Afterwards, nutrition, there's a lot you can do with that. So you can design courses yourself. Um, Here in Florida, we have access to course codes, and that gives you a lot of scope and sequence information. It's all free um, here in Florida we can um, access it online and you can um, look into that as well. There's lots of books out there about what kids should learn at what grade level and I just never stressed that because we learned what I felt like was so much overlap that my kids w- were just fine and I had you know three um, in college and two decided not to go to college. And the three that were in college are all honor students. So, you know, they were all taught pretty much the same. All right. This is what you've been waiting for, where to buy your curriculum. And I'm going to give you my top 10. Um, For literature and history, I'm going to just tell you flat out, just read biographies and original sources. A lot of the original sources you can get online. Um, And I would not recommend a book for either of those courses. If you're doing a literature course or a history course, put that together, parents, you can do it, Um, or do an online course, or you can, you know, look at our American history and government class and um, U.S. history class, which is 62 videos. Um, For math, science, and electives, um, this is what I would recommend. Number one, buy from the individual publisher. And why is that? You get on their mailing list, you'll get discounts, you can also get access to support, Um, you'll get help from the publisher. If you buy it online and it doesn't have the answer key or the book's been written in, there is nothing you can do. I know of a lot of publisher friends, in fact, I am on a publishing group, and a lot of people will say, you know... People will buy things for two dollars on you know an online source and then they want me to give them the answer key or the tests that go with it and I can't I can't lose money doing that. So you know if you are on a mailing list for a uh, someone you want to buy from, Uh, Then you will, you know, um, really reap the benefits of that information. The second is homeschool conferences. Why? Because you can talk to the publisher, and that's an added bonus. When I traveled and spoke at homeschool conferences, um, which I did for about 14 years. Um, it was amazing when people would come up and they'd see media angels at the top and they'd be, Oh my gosh, you're fully skirwitz, you know, it's so great to talk to you. And they just sat, I mean, I had extra chairs at my booth and people could just sit and talk. And sometimes I would have to say, you know what, our curriculum isn't gonna work for you for what you need. And I would recommend other curriculums. And I had You know, vendors and sellers from other curriculums coming over to my table and say, Well, thank you so much for sending us customers. You will find that for the most part with publishers. um, Homeschool publishers are mostly homeschoolers. Um, There are, you know, the bigger companies like Abeka and Bob Jones and so forth, um, but you will find that most homeschool conferences are made up of homeschool publishers who homeschooled. And um, you will bless them by buying from them instead of finding a used book online. I know we all have budgets, but I am telling you that if you support homeschool curriculum um, creators, you are helping to support the entire industry. Um, because I know so many who have not been able to, to sustain their business and um, have had to resort to other things or can only do it part-time because their businesses uh, do not support their families. The third is Christian book distributors. Um, Our books were featured for many, many years in Christian books. It's uh, CBD.com, I believe. And um, you can get great books there. And again, uh, they offer different um, incentives. Rainbow Resource and Timber Doodle, I believe, still go to homeschool conferences. And those are two that you'll want to check out as well. uh, Something you may not know that your local Christian bookstore may actually have a homeschool section or may even consider setting one up. Ours did for many, many years, and because I don't buy homeschool curriculum anymore because I'm done homeschooling, I haven't checked out, um, you know, our Christian bookstores lately, but that would be something to consider. Uh, Use curriculum sales, Amazon, eBay, you know, you're probably not going to get a new book. um, You're not going to get support from the publisher, but that uh, could be something. And just make sure that you understand their return policy, and I would only purchase from something uh, where you would be allowed to return something. Uh, There's Amazon storefronts, like Media Angels has a storefront, but often other sale options are suggested, uh, so I'll try to remember to put that link in there. um, You can purchase uh, print books from me online, and also some Kindle books. Not all of our books are Kindle, but they're in the process of being converted to Kindle this coming year. Eight Books is where we bought many of our novels and literature that we wanted to own copies of, and that's a great source. Uh, Great Courses is secular, but many of the classes there are wonderful, and I stuck to classes that were not going to be against my worldview. So like Economics, Macro, and Micro were one of the classes. They have a great course on how to study, and it's really, really good. Um, And so that could be something to consider. Facebook groups, there's tons of of groups out there that are book swaps or sales, and you can, again, buy books at a discount there. In an upcoming series, um, I'm going to podcast on great educational websites. We use several websites to supplement our homeschool studies, Um, however... But do not discount books. Do not think that you can get all your information online. The information you get from books is still superior in many cases to a snippet you might read online. So I hope this helps you in deciding what you need to buy as well as where to buy the books in person and online. And I just want to say before you do anything, you really should pray and seek the Lord for his wisdom for your homeschool because I know I was on my knees all All the time I was buying curriculum and thinking about it, and yes, I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of wasted purchases, Um, but you know what? We all grow and we learn, and if you're having trouble struggling, just pray to the Lord and just say, Lord, please, if you want me to homeschool, please provide for us and our family, and you will be blessed Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you soon. Again, show notes are on VintageHomeschoolMoms.com, and this is episode 335. Take care. Until next, we speak. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the Vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.